0: Coming up.
1: Four days ago, he had graduated high school. They were sitting in the living room talking about, you know, he wanted to be a zoologist, and he was just excited for the future.
0: For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime.
1: These are Mother's Day pictures that he... uh, Kind of forced me to. We're going to take pictures, and I'm glad I did because that was actually part of the last month that we had. Lakia Smith's house is filled with pictures of her family. These albums.
0: Jody Loring had a future full of promise. He was just 18 years old, a new father whose world revolved around his three month old son. But that future was taken away on May 4th, 2018. It was four years ago. An 18-year-old Conway boy was shot and killed getting into his car. His killer is still on the loose, and his mother is still fighting to get justice for her son. But now there are new leads that could potentially lead to an end in this case. Ashley Godwin is joining us from local news station THV-11 in Little Rock, Arkansas, Ashley, last time you joined the show was to talk about the unsolved case of Ebby Steppic. Today, we're looking at another unsolved case you've been covering from Conway, Arkansas, about a half hour north of Little Rock. The victim in this case was just 18 years old when he was killed. What else can you tell us about Jody Loring?
1: Right. I want to start with who Jody Loring was because talking to his mom, he... Sounded amazing. She just couldn't stop smiling when talking about him. He was the light of her life. Um, he was creative. He did artwork. He was curious. He wanted to be a zoologist. Um, lots of friends. Really funny. She told me that he would love to dance. He just was full of life, just a happy guy all around. Um, unfortunately, his life was cut short. He was murdered on May 24th, 2018. And, his mom just told us it was a normal day she didn't think anything of you know the day she actually told us it was one of the better days that they had because they were sitting in the living room together with Jody's son sincere who was 3 months old at the time they were all together Talking about his future, talking about the plans he had and how he was excited. And he loved his son so much and he couldn't wait to, you know, teach him things and to grow old with him. He was sitting in there with the baby and he was just talking about life and, you know, I'm going to, you know, I got a lot of things planned that I want to do, not knowing that it would be cut short. And normal day, she goes to bed. In the evening, and Jody goes to his girlfriend's house to drop off their son. And he was getting back in his car to go home, and he was shot and killed. Police tell us multiple bullet holes in the side of the driver's side of his suburban. Police have not made an arrest yet. We weren't able to get any information from police about whether or not he was the intended victim, any details of if the house was targeted or not. But the case is still open. And his mom told us, you know, there is someone out there who knows something. She heard the rumors. She knows that, you know, there's someone out there that knows something that could possibly bring this case to a close. And that's what she wants to see is justice for her son, Jody.
0: At what point did Jody's mother, Lakia Smith, Learn that something had happened that night. What did the rest of that night look like for her?
1: The timeline of the murder, she goes to bed. She said it was about 10 o'clock. She gets the call about 12 a.m. And police tell her her son has been shot and killed. And she says she couldn't believe it. She just collapsed. She rushed over as quickly as she could. And words that still haunt me are... When she tells me that she still rewinds in her head, him laying in the street, and it just plays over and over. It was just really horrible to, you know, know that someone went through that and to see the crime scene pictures, to see the car, to see the bullet holes, to see the police around the house. It just, it's It's horrible for anyone to deal with something like this, let alone, you know, a teenager, a kid who just four days prior to his murder graduated from high school.
0: So, as you laid out, Jody was shot and killed while he was about to leave his girlfriend's house. His girlfriend was inside, his infant son was inside with her. Do we know if the killer was in a vehicle or on foot? Do we have that information?
1: Good question. So, prior to us reporting this unsolved for um, this month, we had reported that there were witnesses that heard a car speed off. And I will tell you, I visited the neighborhood and the street where the house is. And it's interesting because off of the main road, the main road is fairly busy. It's a very popular, you know, busy road in Conway. But the neighborhood road kind of snakes around and out onto the busy street again. It is very possible that the person who shot and killed Jody had easy access to just disappear after that because of how the neighborhood road snaked around. So, yes, we did have reports that witnesses heard a car speed off. That's as far as my information goes. It just makes it more tragic when
0: when they're young like that. You spoke with Conway Police Lieutenant Tim Kennedy, who's worked on this case. What did he tell you about the police investigation into this?
1: Reed, I will tell you, it was very little. And he said... You know, they are actively working this case, and they don't want to jeopardize or hurt the integrity of the case. Totally understandable. We don't want to jeopardize the case either. After four years, I know it's hard for his mom to, I'm sure, hear that. And he's not the first one who's investigated, and he's not the last one. There's a new detective on the case now. In terms of any new information, We weren't able to obtain anything like that. Uh, The new information we did get were the crime scene photos that we were able to get. But Lieutenant Kennedy reminds me and tells me they are working on this. And sometimes they even come after hours. The old detectives and the new detectives come in and sit down together and talk about it because that's how strong they are in knowing that they could probably solve this case. They want it solved and they think they can do it. Detectives that have retired, um, they have all come here. We've sat right in this room um, and they've come on their own time without getting paid just to have we missed anything. Is there anything, any other angle we can look at?
0: With little information coming from investigators, A lot of the details in your story come from Jody's mother. She told you she believed that her son was not the intended victim of this crime. Why is that?
1: So, sitting down with her, we talked a lot about, you know, the point that it happened and afterwards and four years later, right after it happened, a lot of people were talking. You know, he's a popular kid, he's well liked. Rumors started flying about what happened. She told me, and I quote, she said, people were talking, saying, he's not the one. Oh, no, he's not the one. They got the wrong guy. And she heard all this. And I can't imagine being a mom knowing that. And yet the police For whatever reason, whether they don't have enough evidence, they can't, you know, press charges, whatever, there's not an arrest in the case yet. But that's how strongly, and again, I emphasize this, how strongly the police and Jody's mother feel that this case can be solved because I don't know if they have the answers they need and they don't have the proof. I'm not sure what the holdup is, but they... They think they can solve the case, and I'm right there with them, knowing that there was talk of the town. Conway is a fairly small town outside of Little Rock, and people have heard. They know something happened, possibly know who was there at the time. Hopefully down the road in the future, we will get those answers.
0: Is this detail something investigators have commented on? Do they believe Jody was the target of this shooting, or is that... Something that they haven't talked about.
1: I asked them in the interview. um, I asked all the questions. Was he the intended victim? Was the house targeted? Who was targeted? You know, any of those details that could, you know, bring a whole new part to this investigation into light. They told me they could not talk about that at this time. Any of those questions I asked. They want to preserve the integrity of the investigation and they would not answer those questions. That is not something that I can disclose at this time. Jody Loring, uh, everything I've seen about him, he was a very good kid. Um, I feel horrible for his family and I'd, I'd like to do my part to bring that to a closure. What does that look like? An arrest
0: and that line of questions of course plays into the challenge of investigating this case if this was targeted you know that's a jumping off point you can put together a list of suspects that knew the victim that were close to the victim but if this was a case of mistaken identity that's an added challenge the killer could be somebody with no connection to Jody or a little connection to Jody and and that makes things more difficult
1: exactly knowing that it was possibly the wrong person makes it a whole different issue. And that's what's hard doing unsolved cases like this, whether you're investigating or reporting on them. They are still actively investigated. They're still open. So FOIA laws are off the table. It's up to family. It's up to the police departments, the law enforcement agencies, whether or not they want to divulge information. And I understand protecting the victim and protecting the case and making sure everything goes according to plan. But it's hard knowing that, you know, whether or not Jody was the intended victim, knowing that there are other pieces to this case that, you know, may not be fully out in the open yet. It's hard.
0: What is Lakia Smith's hope at this point now, four years after her son Jody was killed?
1: Justice. Justice. That's it. Justice. She wants to have the answer. She wants to have whoever did this um, come forward and face the consequences of their actions. Her light is now her grandson sincere. And she showed me pictures of him. He is, you know, a cute little toddler now. He is she would tell me he's just like his father, Jody. Um, he loves to dance. He's curious. He asks lots of questions. And so I think she also, you know, of course she wants justice, but I think she wants to be able to answer those questions for sincere because he's at the age now, you know, four years old where he's asking questions about his dad. And I think she wants to be able to give him closure to what happened to him as well.
0: Before I let you go, tell our listeners about the reward that's available in this case.
1: There is a $2,500 reward for any information leading to an arrest and conviction of Jody's killer. You were asked to call Conway Police Department, and that number is 501-450-6120. That's $2,500. And knowing that they're There are people talking, there are people still walking around who probably have some sort of, if not knowing who, maybe a piece of information that could help lead to the person who did this. Please call the Conway Police Department.
0: Ashley Godwin with THV 11 in Little Rock. Thanks for sharing the story. Thanks, Reed. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime right here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the show, wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for something else to listen to, I encourage you to check out Vault Studios' newest podcast. It's called Intent, The Tex McIvor Case. The first episode comes out on August 22nd. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.